The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha Russell, licensed professional counselor, also known as America's number one mental wellness ambassador. I am the visionary and founder of the Evolving Chair Counseling and Consulting Agency right here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and also the creator of the Evolving Chair Podcast, which is currently named. However, we are looking for a new name to rebrand. The podcast will still focus on dispelling the myth about shame and fear within the black and brown communities on all things mental wellness through one conversation at a time. So if you have a title that I could rename the podcast, please share that with me at podcast at theevolvingchair.com. Um, today I have a very, very special guest with me um, and we connected on social media um, through another dope therapist that I connect with Marlene Francois who many of you might um, recognize that name because she was actually a podcast guest on season two session 35 where she shared on teen dating um, and so this beautiful guest um, that will be joining me today is Miss Noni Ife. Taylor and I'm going to share a little bit about her um, and who she is and then after the break we will be back in session with with Miss Noni. Noni Taylor was born in Wilmington, Delaware. She has always wanted to be a helper. Starting at the age of 15, Noni has the opportunity to volunteer for four years for the largest nonprofit, not for profit healthcare system in Delaware, Christiana Care. With her commitment to serving others and professionalism, she was promoted to an employee and is currently working for Christiana Care. Noni was also awarded the President's Award signed by 44th elect Pre President Barack Obama and the Jefferson Award for her volunteer service. In 2016, Noni graduated cum laude from Delaware Technical Community College with her associate's degree in human services. On August 31st, 2017, Noni created a virtual community called the Social Work Student Connect, also known as the SWSC, through social media handles, Facebook and Instagram. The SWSC is tailored to students pursuing a bachelor's or master's degree in social work. Virtual sessions are offered for students to receive suggestions and encouragement from seasoned social workers and students discussing topics such as field practicums, licensure, professional development, ethics, employment, and how to earn a quality wage. Noni plans to obtain her master's degree in social work. Her goal is to become a licensed clinical social worker. Her interests include older adults, medical social work, sexual trauma amongst African-American women, and social work students. Noni is part of Chi Gamma Pi Alpha National Social Work Honor Society. The first vice president for Association of Black Social Workers West Chapter for the 2018-2019 academic school year. Black Girls in Social Work State Representative for Wilmington, Delaware. 
During her free time, Noni loves to spend time with family, friends, going out to brunch, and binging on Chrisley Knows Best. So after a word from our sponsors, we will have Miss Noni in session. This session of the Evolving Chair podcast is brought to you by Audible. So for your free audiobook download today, go to audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D for your free audiobook download today. All right, you guys, I am back and we have my very, very special guest, Miss Noni. You want to say hi to the Evolvers? Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have you on today's podcast um, because you are going to share some great information. Um, And first starting, let's talk about what led you into this profession of social work and being a helper. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. I feel like when we talked before, we just mesh really well. Yes. It's kind of like we were girlfriends. <laughs> just up. Yes. So I just want to, again, just say thank you so much for the opportunity. And so how I got into social work was um, I was in high school. <clears throat> I had an English teacher. She pulled me to the side and she told me that I was going to college. It was not an option. If she had to take me herself, she would. And from that moment on, I knew that I wanted to be that. She was there for me in many ways that I wasn't able to even recognize the potential in myself. But she saw that. Mm. So it wasn't like, okay, here's a student with all these flaws. She looked at me as my future self, who I could be. And so from that point on, I knew that I had a mission to be who I needed during my time of need. So that's when I got into social work. I actually went to Delaware Technical Community College to get my associate's degree in human services. And now I'm at Westchester University pursuing my bachelor's degree in social work. Yes. And it was um, such a great story when I heard it and you shared it with me. And I was just like, okay, the listeners got to hear this because um, so oftentimes I think, you know, we we see teenagers, right? And, you know, many of us have washed our hands of them and are just like, oh, well, you know, they're not going to mount to anything. So why even invest? But I think your story was definitely one of those where it was like, it only takes one person to actually um, plant a seed in your life, right? And help you water it and so it can grow and so um I think it was definitely something I'm glad you shared um and you are right like I felt like we were like girlfriends just catching up (laughs) (laughs) so yes I'm definitely excited to have you on um now Noni um talk to us a little bit about just like growing up though um just in your community in your home um and just like the perception of mental wellness mental health So growing up, I had experiences with trauma that I never really dealt with growing up until I got into college. And once I began to take my studies in human services and they began to talk about the helping profession and how you have to address your unresolved issues before you can even think about wanting to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so as we were going through the material, I thought to myself, okay, some things are not right. 
So I think I want to talk to somebody. And of course, in the black community, we have this narrative of what happens in this house stays in this house. Mm -hmm. You don't talk about what you're going through. If you're depressed, what is depression? You're strong. You get through it. You're resilient. And that wasn't okay for me because I was still feeling something within that was screaming, you need to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. to really process your unresolved emotions so that you can create some coping skills to help you to become the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I enrolled myself into therapy. Um, I got linked with an awesome black clinician who understood me. She understood my language. She wasn't judging me or, you know, made me feel like I was wrong for sharing how I felt. And we were able to do some amazing things collectively to help me understand that, yes, the trauma happened to me, but it doesn't define my future at all. Right. So um, it was a great experience. I still see her today. And I'm grateful for therapy and I'm able to share that with others for those, especially those in our community who are a little hesitant about therapy. You know, even in our black community, still, we have this narrative. We don't talk to strangers. Why are we going to tell our business to somebody we don't know? Mm -hmm. And there's different ramifications for therapy that a lot of us don't know about. So through my own experience, I try to share it with others. Awesome. Awesome. And now, Noni, how important was it for you to find a therapist that looked like you or did it not necessarily matter? But, it, you know, just by happenstance, you ended up to be paired with a therapist of color. Well, I typically always say finding a therapist is like finding a car. You're not <laughs> going to find your first one yeah. in the beginning. So I actually went through three therapists before I found the one that I have now. Wow. And um, the three were Caucasian Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a good fit. (laughs) And Mm. I think it's important now that I'm in social work and learning about social work, that cultural sensitivity piece is so important because if the report is missed, you lose the client. And so that was my experience. They really wasn't getting me. Now, I'm not saying that you you don't have, like, you can't have a Caucasian therapist. But when I found my therapist who's Black, I found her on Mm psychologytoday.com. And I met with her. I was like, oh, yes, this is it. She is the one. And I told her, I said, I feel so comfortable. I don't have to feel like I'm walking on eggshells or I have to keep some pieces out. I can be my authentic self in this safe space. Yeah, no, that's good. And, you know, I think, um, you know, thank you for sharing that, that, you know, you have went through three therapists to get to the one that you have now. Yeah. Because oftentimes, right, we, especially people of color, we get discouraged, right? Because Mm -hmm. instantly we're looking like at a quick fix or, you know, that this going to work the very first time. And then when it doesn't, you know, many of us get discouraged and turned off. And now, you know, we look at the profession of therapy or mental health in a different light. Yes. Yes. And that was something that was very important to me because while I think now with social media, Mm -hmm. um, the talk of therapy, going to therapy is really popular now, 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 now. but it's so Mm -hmm. important that people understand you have to do your work. 
uh, when you're in the session. So your therapist is not there to fix your problems. Your therapist is not there to fix you. Your therapist is really there to walk beside you and say, look, here's what we have. What do you want to do to get to your best self? What does that look like? So my therapist, she gave me homework that I did not like. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. Why? Why do we have to talk about this right now? And she's like, look, this is your healing. Mm. What do you want to do? And she put it back in my court. And it's like I had to make the decision. You know, am I going to allow my experiences when I was younger really paralyze me or Mm -hmm. Am I going to do the work so I can really see who I was made to be? Mm, Yeah. And, you know, and let's be honest, right? Because doing the work, man, it's like a gruesome process. It Uh. is. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And uh, it was it was it was a process because I know I had to let the little girl inside of me Mm. go. Mm. You know, I couldn't save her. Um, I couldn't make anything better so I had to just say okay let's move on you know let's let's grow and that's what I had to do but I had to make the decision to do that you know my therapist couldn't do that for me all she could do was provide me with the tools Mm. and it was my responsibility to grab the tools and utilize them exactly exactly I love everything you just said um And now let's kind of fast forward, um, you know, after you going through the process, right? And like healing Uh those um, broken areas um, just from your own traumas. um, What led you to be like, you know what, social work or like being a therapist is what I'm purposed to do? Oh, that's a that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I would say that social work is one of the few professions that I see where you can really use your pain and turn it into purpose Hmm. and really take it home. So wherever people are, a social worker is there. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Mm. And to see how my therapist, my black therapist Mm -hmm. really worked with me kind of confirm that you have to do this this is something that you could really be good at and so I had something within me that's like look you need to be who you needed during this process as you mature when you went through your process you need to be that and so and what I love about social work is we look at people from a stress perspective right Mm -hmm. not what the baggage that they come with. We know that it's there. We know there's barriers are there, but let's tap into what are you good at? What makes you smile? Mm-hmm. What what brings that joy into you? Let's tap into that. And we look at the environment. And so when you see people, you can't label them different names. You know, you have to right. look at their environment. How did they grow up? What, how would they talk to when they were a child? What was their relationships like with their parents? Who was they surrounded by? Were they bullied, their trauma? So it's all these layers to a person that you really don't know. And what I love about social work is that it taps into that. So it's saying, 
at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. no, I'm not really, we see that you're homeless. We see that you're broken, but I want to tap in more. Who, what was the environment like? Who were you around? What are your strengths? What makes you you? And so I'm like, social work is it. (laughs) (laughs) I have to do this. I'm going to do this. And so I just been in love with it ever since. Wow. That's good. And I'm glad like you're a part of this field um, because I definitely think you bring a lot to offer um, and to help people begin healing um, so Mm -hmm. they can ultimately get to their purpose. Um, Now, Noni, you are like really active within the social work realm. Tell us about some of your accomplishments um, and positions that you currently hold or have held and awards too. So what I do want to say is with social work, I took a leap of faith to get into social work. I was originally a nursing major and it was not for me. Mm. And I made the bold decision to change my major to pursue social work without telling anyone. <laughs> so I <laughs> I got the paper signed. This is when I was going into my associate's degree in human services I got the paper signed and I prayed to God like if I take this leap of faith God please never let me go and really open up doors for me and it was the best decision I could have ever done because I had it within myself that if this doesn't work out, at least I had the courage to see what was on the other side rather than just being so fearful Mm -hmm. of listening to people saying, you know, social workers are poor, social workers are broke. (laughs) They don't make money. They're baby snatchers, all this. And I'm like, I can't, that's noise. I can't listen to that. Let me just take this leap and see where it takes me. And since I've taken my leap, um, I am the first vice president of the National Association of Black Social Workers of the Westchester chapter. Last year, I was picked to be the student volunteer for the National Social Work Conference in D.C. Uh, I volunteered. I interned. I was able. I'm still able. Currently, I hold a 4.0. I was. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I was inducted into the um, Social Work Honor Society Phi Alpha at Westchester campus. And in 2017, I decided to create a virtual community for individuals who are pursuing a bachelor's degree or master's degree in social work. And that is called the Social Work Student Connect. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am for this platform because I have met so many people virtually. I always feel like they're my family in real life. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a way for me to really build that awareness about what social work really is and to possibly share that inspiration that I feel about social work with others Mm -hmm. like you can make money in social work you can do what you want to do you can be a social work entrepreneur you can make money you don't have to be a broke social worker you don't have to speak that over your life and so it's been going strong and I love it and 
the individuals they love it too (laughs) that is so amazing because you started the social work student connect back in 2017 right Yes. Okay. So how did you see that it was a need for you to create um, this community? So I've always heard, even when I made my transition into social work, I've always heard the same narrative. Social workers are poor. (laughs) Social workers are broke. Social workers take kids away. Social workers Mm -hmm. are baby snatchers. (laughs) And I just knew that it has to be something different. Mm. So I was able to contact. And when I made my transition to social work, I got on Instagram and I just started typing in social work to Mm. see what profiles came up of people who were in social work, whether they had a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, whether they were licensed. And the first person I came across was Marlene Francoise, who I love, and she became my mentor. And she was one of the first people to tell me, don't listen to any of that. Mm. This is what you need to do. Don't, Don't even get sucked into that narrative. And so as I began to take my courses um, at Westchester, a lot of the students, they really didn't know what they wanted to do. They didn't even know what was out there as far as levels of practices. People didn't know, oh, you can get in macro work. You can be a politician. You can work in a hospital. You can do therapy. You can work in hospice. Like all these things people did not know. And I'm like, this is a need. People need to really know more about social work and what we do and not undervalue their skills because our skills are so multifaceted. We can do so many things. And so I decided, let me create this virtual platform because it's technology. Technology is booming. I feel like technology is the new version of business cards, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You can, you know, join groups you can find people on social media and build these connections so i thought it was a good fit especially for those who are millennials and non-traditional students yeah no that is so good and um definitely i piggyback on that shout out to marlene francois yes. uh, on on the east coast in new jersey yes. um <laughs> and for those of you who remember i actually had her on season two of the podcast session 35 where she definitely shared on teen dating um and shared all her gems and her knowledge in that area so yeah yes, she's yes. such a sweetheart such yes. a sweetheart i love her um yeah. And so you created this community for students. So to to come out of this, it seems more of like that stereotypical mindset, right? Of yes. Like the um, what do you see social workers as? And I think, you know, to the credit of right, what we have seen like in the media through like movies, articles, yeah. right? Like social yes. workers are the ones that are snatching kids from parents and yeah. removing them from the home. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. it sounds like in that you were creating a different narrative for us to look at social workers (laughs) yes and you know i i want my whole goal is for individuals that come into the social work student connect to realize that social work is really the foundation you know the possibilities are endless and you don't have to be defined by what everybody else is saying and i always try to stress the fact that not everybody is going to understand what you're called to. So you can't 
Mm-hmm. Listen to everybody. You can't tell everybody everything mm-hmm. because they're not going to get it. Yes. And now that's okay. But you have to, at the end of the day, you have to center yourself and say, what am I called to do? And, you know, social work, I truly believe in my heart that it is a calling. Yeah. And you have to decide for yourself that by any means necessary, you're going to answer the call. And what are you going to do within your community and within your reach to change the narrative? Mm. And you may just be, you know, the one to pursue social work and you open a private practice or mm-hmm. a consulting business or teach in a school. You never know. And so that's the whole goal for them to see a different perspective because in the group we have seasoned social workers in there that's been in the social work game for a while Mm -hmm. and they've seen how much the profession has changed so sometimes they'll do videos to share their knowledge their gems some advice to the students that answer any questions so it's really a good safe space where they can feel like, oh my gosh, I can do social work. Let me get my creative juices flowing. Oh, I can do this. Yeah, this may not be a traditional social work role, but it's okay. I know I can use my skills. Mm, and that is so true. Um, yeah. I-, I want us to talk a little bit about, because you said so many great things, Noni, um, to help those who are currently like maybe and and it may not even be social work right but they're just like trying to figure out this thing called life and finding their purpose and their passion um and if you can speak a little more to like when you're called to do something and how everybody may not necessarily understand that especially I believe in this day and age right where we have so many um especially us as millennials um popping up and being entrepreneurs right and so some Sometimes people don't understand that journey or um, those goals you're you're working towards. Um, And, you know, other people may not see that. Can you speak a little more about that of um, allowing people to just be okay with not necessarily having people on their side or that's rooting for them? Yes. So I know about that all too well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And one of the things I would want to say is that. You have to believe in you and what your gifts are and understand that you, like I stated before, you can't tell everybody everything. Mm -hmm. I would say find three people that you can really trust Mm. who's going to tell you, be realistic with you and not be discouraging because those are two different things it's one thing to give someone sound advice mm-hmm. something that makes sense and it's something totally different when you're just being discouraging have no hope don't have any hope or anything just mm. just discouraging so you have to find your people i would say find your people who get you who understand you they they know what you've been through and they know where you're going So, you know, you may not be able to see it at the time, but they do. And because they're able to see that, they're going to keep on saying, well, you remember when you said this, you remember when you said you were going to do this, what happened to that? Because my friends, they do it for me. I'm a senior now and 
my people, they can tell you how many <laughs> times I done called them and I said, look, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't mm. think I can do this. And they would tell me everything I said I wanted to do. Wow. And it was like a song, like I missed that I didn't sing to myself. So they were singing those words to me of motivation. And I always think about my English teacher, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Martin. I've always, every time I feel like I can't do it, I always hear her in my head telling me, you can do this. Your college material, you qualify and you're going to do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do it. <laughs> she, she, she said I. She she's counting on me. But that's what I would say. And always have in the back of your mind your why. Mm. Why did you get into yeah. school? Even if it's not school, but if it's something that you're passionate about, why? Because you're going to need your why in the times where it's very slow. You know, <laughs> and if you're and if you're a person yeah. of faith. God's not talking to you. He's not sending any signals or any <laughs> anybody that's, you know, motivating you. You have to tap back into your why. Why did you do this? Why did you decide, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to go that way. Why? Because, you know, your why is going to stir you back up. Okay. I want to do it because this is my why. And I know for me, that's the things that got me through tapping back into my why. Why did I say yes to social work in the beginning? Mm -hmm. Because I knew what it feels like. You know, I knew what it felt like to be so lost Mm. and not know where I was going. I know what that feels like. I know how it felt to have my English teacher come to me. I didn't go after her. She came to me (laughs) and said, look, you're going to college and I'm going to be here. I knew what that felt like because I'm thinking, oh, she sees something in me. Mm-hmm. I like that. Let me see what college wow. is about. I think I can do this. Mm. And I did it. You know, I, you know, I was the first person in my family to get my associate's degree with honors. Wow. And I'm getting my bachelor's degree. I have a 4.0. Wow. Go C's. So you have to find your people you definitely have to have your faith and definitely remember your why. I think those are important things to me that helped me along the way. Yeah, no, and I think you hit it right on the head. Um, yeah, when you stick to your your why, right? Yours, it, it, right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it easier for you to move through this thing called life. But then yeah. once we start to like take our eyes off of our why, our own journey, and we start looking at the next person, like yeah. that's where I feel like, you know, our vision um, and our dreams and our passions start to get a little murky, right? Because yes. then we're starting to be like, oh, well, maybe I should be doing what they're doing. Like, yes. you, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I, and I, there's times where I say all the time, I'm not going to be a broke social worker. Mm. I don't speak that. I don't want that. I don't want it near me. I I don't, I don't believe that because I don't believe that I went through everything that I went through to find (laughs) my calling just for a guy to be like, okay, girl, I'm going to put you here. You're not going to make money. (laughs) My God don't move like that. So, you know, and it's, difficult when you have when you hear that all the time especially in a helping profession whether it's social work or psychology or you know anything where you hear 
oh, I'm not going to make any money or they don't make money. And I always have to tune into, Noni, you're not going to be broke. You got enough <laughs> skills. You got enough gifts. And God will make room for you. Yes. You you know, you ask him to hold your hand and to not let you go when you made this change. Mm. He's not going to change his mind. Yes. He's not going to change his mind. So don't let the noise of what other people are saying and other people lack of mm-hmm. get you mm-hmm. so contaminated on on what you have going on and what you believe in. I believe in my heart. Mm. I am not going to be a broke social worker. I, I'm, I, I, I cannot believe that God would bring me all this way just to put me in a position where I am in lack. That's mm-hmm. not, and I've had, I have so many powerful examples. Marlene, mm. Lisa Savage. Yeah. Amazing women. Nikita Banks, that they tell me all the time all the time and i i see it with my eyes of what success looks like and and what they're doing they're all in social work so Mm. and i think that's another thing you have to find people who are where you want to be you don't have to do the same thing as them but just have a reference point like oh no i'm not gonna listen to that because i got this reference point right here that person is doing just (laughs) fine (laughs) right they ain't struggling to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it's, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Just, you know, tapping back into your why and just having those reference points. And mm-hmm. if you're a person of faith and if, you know, if God said it, it's it's going to come to pass. Come on. It's, it's going to, it's going to come to pass. And my pastor he always says, don't worry about people that beat you there mm. or who made it before you. You're going to stay longer. So don't worry about it. Don't mm. worry about how long it's going to take you or what hoops you had to go through. You're going to be there longer because you have a covenant with God. So that's what, you know, I always remember. And, you know, I am a person of faith and my faith in God is what really brought me through, you know, mm. through it all, of, yeah. you know, thinking about my childhood and what mm-hmm. I experienced mm-hmm. and what I had to overcome. You know, I truly believe that. Mm. And I, I think I want to definitely highlight um, just with you being a woman of faith, right? You still had to do some work. And so, yeah. you know, because um, I think that, you know, unfortunately in our community, um, that is the misconception. Okay, I'm just going to have the faith and leave it at that, but not do no work mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. activate it. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. I think definitely your story is one where it's like you have to mesh the two. <laughs> You do. Yes. And and it's, it is a daily work. You know, it, it is a daily work. You don't really arrive to, <laughs> to, a, to a place, you know, it's a con like it's a conscious decision of I'm going to do this. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to see this yeah. thing through by any means necessary. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, Noni, can you talk to us a little bit about, right? Cause so you see all these dope women doing these dope things, um, in the social work field. Like how do you not fall in that comparison trap? And granted, you know, they've been rocking it for some years, but sometimes, you know, many of us can get in that comparison trap, even if we've just started out and we're just like, Uh well, I should be where they at, you know? (laughs) And I, I feel, you know, if I can be transparent, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like that, too, because when you have to, it's slow, you know, <laughs> so it's like, oh, I've been in school for so long. Like, yeah. when is it going to happen? But, you know, I feel like a comparison, comparing yourself to others is a thief of joy. Right. Mm, yeah. And so when the things that you love about yourself the process you you like that you're, you know you're making and when you look over at somebody else what you love the most is getting watered down mm. by what other people are doing and i read a book by cora jakes it's called faith in it yes she, i love that book yeah, i'm rereading it <laughs> and she says something in her book that was powerful she said you don't really it I don't know verbatim the words, but she was saying how you don't want to wish for somebody's life too much because you have to get everything. Mm, so all on. the hell that they went through, yeah. all the times that they heard no, mm-hmm. all the dis- you got to get all of that. So <laughs> you want to be very careful about wishing you had somebody else's life because especially on social media, right? right. It's a facade that, oh, everything's perfect. <laughs> I'm good. Two hours later, million views. Like, <laughs> hey, be like me. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you only knew behind the camera what that person had to go through, yes. you would be okay with your portion. You'd be like, no, I'm okay. I'm all right with my season. <laughs> you know, I'm going yes. to walk in my process. So it is difficult because we do live in the age where social media is like, a validation tool mm, yes. you know if I don't have this I'm not doing enough if I don't yes. have that I don't matter and mm. so the comparison thing for me is like I don't want to rush my process mm. and have to redo my process all Come over on. again and I had to really tap into that this last year because I was so in a rush to graduate like Mm. I love social work I just want to do this I can do this right now and speaking of social work just the level of standards that we have Mm -hmm. ethically like our ethics it's a lot like the (laughs) ethical book it is a lot of stuff in there that I really didn't think about like oh my gosh I want to take my time I want to say I don't even want to rush this thing but I had to really sit down with myself and realize me rushing is not going to get what I'm supposed to get any sooner you know Mm -hmm. and yes it's not going to make me feel better because if I rush my process I'm going to have to do double the work because I didn't want to wait Mm. And so, you know, with other people doing 
things that I like to do or want to do, it's a it's a motivation tool. Like I can still do it. Yeah. It's, it and my pastor, I'm just referencing my pastor a lot. Shout but out to your pastor. Early, What's his name? We got to give him a shout. Early James. Early <laughs> James. Uh, from Liberty Temple, Philly West. Uh, pastor Early James. He always says that you're the solution to the world's problems, mm. and the solution is not going to get fixed until you show up. Mm. So despite what everybody else is doing, I know that when I show up, there's a problem that I can fix. Yes. Everybody else can't fix. Only I can because I'm the solution. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear I hear that mentally in my head. And so I always tell myself, Noni, your time is coming. And, you know, this is a time to prepare, you know, prepare while you're waiting. Because now I have 80 something days left till graduation and I'm shook. (laughs) Oh. Oh, it's really happening. Just last year, I'm talking about how it took so long, and it's here, right? Mm. So it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So just, (laughs) you know, know, just uh, planning, just really planning in your process while you wait, because that's what it's made for, you know? And again, everybody go through things that they don't share. Mm-hmm. And if you sometimes if only you talk to some of these people who you think have it all and you hear their stories, like I said, you'll say, man, I, I don't I you can have it. I'm happy yeah. for you that you have all that. You you go mm-hmm. ahead and keep you deserve it, you know. Yeah. And so that's what I would say. Mm. Yeah. And um, as you were sharing, I, I often think about the quote. Um, that says success comes when preparation meets opportunity, right? Yes. And so during the process is where we're doing the most preparing and then those opportunities will come and then out of that, the success will follow. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. love everything you just shared. I'm like, this is a word for somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah that's what I, you know, that's how what I had to realize because I volunteered. I work in a hospital, mm. but I volunteered for four years during wow. the time I was in high school. And after the four years, I got hired as an employee. So mm. I was <laughs> no pay. <laughs> <laughs> volunteer for four years, but yeah. I loved serving so much. I mm. really didn't care. And it was an outlet for me at the time. So I was there from 9 a.m. to 5, like just wow. helping. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> You know, but in that time, I didn't realize all of the benefits that come with volunteering. So, you know, my volunteer efforts, I was able to get the president's award that was signed by our lovely president, Barack Obama. I didn't know that was there. You know, I was just serving, you know, in, in my process, not even knowing a job would be available to me once I got done. But that's that process. Like, you don't know what can happen after you complete your process in the midst of preparing. So me volunteering, I was prepared how to be professional, how to talk to people, how to mm. be kind, how to show empathy. All that yeah. was preparing me to get a job. And I'm I'm still with the company today. Wow. So you just never you never know 
what your preparation and your waiting will have for you when you finish your process. Mm, that's good. So don't be so quick to get to the destination that you no, miss out you on the shook. process. <laughs> Yes, because in the process, right? That's where the growth happens. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I love, love, love all of this. Um, You know, Noni, and I could talk to you all day, so I know I got to have you back. So (laughs) um, before we head off, um, I usually ask um, every guest to share at least three key ingredients that they feel an evolver needs to be able to evolve into their best self. So what do you say are the three key ingredients needed? I would say faith, growth, and self-compassion. Awesome. I love all three of those. And then can you let the evolvers know how they can connect with you? Because I'm sure after they hear this, they're going to be like, yes, I got to get her on my podcast or get her to come um, motivate us and talk to our group. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I can be found on Instagram, Noni, N-O-N-I-I-F-E underscore. And if you are a student or a social worker, you can always follow the Social Work Student Connect on Instagram and join our Facebook group. And that's it. Yes. Any last encouraging words for fellow dream chasers or um, social workers? Just have a conviction within you that by any means necessary, you're going to get where you're supposed to be. Awesome. I love that. And I thank you all for listening to another session of the Evolving Chair podcast. Make sure you go share this episode, like, subscribe, um, and let us know how we're doing. And thank you again, Noni, for being such a great guest. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And you all be well. Peace. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.